Well, all the diplomacy around this war in Ukraine continues. NATO defense ministers met in Brussels today, including Canada's Anita Anand, agreeing to provide more aid to Ukraine. Here's what Secretary General of NATO Jens Stoltenberg had to say on what was decided. Today, ministers agreed that we must continue to provide significant support to Ukraine, including with uh, military supplies, financial help, and humanitarian aid. But the reality of war on the ground, we know, is that a lot of supplies haven't made it there yet. That in places like Kyiv, they're struggling to make do with what they have and what they can get on short notice. An army of volunteers has come together to try to help in any way possible. One of them, Les Kimchuk, joins me now from Kyiv. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Hey, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this. I know you've had, again, another tiring day. And now you're under curfew, I understand. But but what have, what have your days looked like? What have you been doing? Uh, so I'm volunteering. Uh, I'm getting supplies, mostly in medical first aid kit supplies to our soldiers and uh, people in Kiev because nobody was really prepared for such a uh, huge war. It's open war in, in Ukraine now and uh, a lot of people uh, suffering, a lot of a lot of died and uh, and we we just need a lot of uh, medical supplies too to save lives. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm just getting all that supplies from Europe, from from USA as well, and um, and delivering in and um, just giving people uh, and um, just um, making giving the information how to use it and 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 cetera and cetera. Right. So so you're sourcing these things yourself. Yeah. I, I started with myself doing it myself, but now I have a, a kind of a web of peers uh, surround me, and we're doing it together. It's not not like an NGO because we didn't have time or I don't know anything to to make it an NGO, but it's just our initiative, my friends and me. Um, actually, um, I was studying in Ohio University in say. Right. Two weeks ago, <laughs> right. so before before it started, yeah, and I came came back with some supplies to Ukraine. I was like, thinking maybe should I take something with me? Uh, I I thought maybe my help, my volunteer help, will be additional here, but it appeared that this is essential help. Uh, I mean, uh, nobody was prepared, and my supplies, my medical supplies, was really, really, really important for everybody so i did that's what i'm gonna do what I, that's what i'm gonna be doing next during all this being in kiev just try to provide those medical supplies that are needed i mean you're right two weeks ago you were studying in the u.s and here you are now back home on the front lines it must be it must be mind-boggling to figure to be in that situation and but but obviously you found a place where people need help yeah yeah, that's what I do. Actually, uh, I had like I had no time to think about my decision, so it was, um, so it was like really intuitive to come back to Ukraine because because of martial law, I can't leave Ukraine now till till this war will end. What is day to day life like? I mean, you obviously know Kiev well. What is life like now? How much? I mean, I, I know how much it's changed, but what's it like just with with the shelling and so forth? How dangerous does it feel? Well, we have sirens every one every hour, 
distancing and um, it means that we have to hide in shelter uh, because Bang, uh, this morning they bombed uh, a place near me, like one kilometer, like half a mile from my place. Um, and uh, I heard that um, noise, I heard that sound of bombing this night. I woke up, it was, it was really scary actually, but uh, but sometimes you kind of you used to it because it's weekend you have to work being a volunteer you're not just hiding in shelter you're i'm not it's a civilian anymore i mean i'm I'm already involved in 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 this process of defending kiev i would say so that's why i'm still like driving from one place to another from with supplies calling to people different people lots of new people all the time, everybody's thinking of something, like searching for tourniquets, first aid kits, bandages, chest seals, etc. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to uh, to just um, to to write down their names and just to find out like where where I can find all that supplies. And um, then I call to some people in Europe or in USA and. Uh, buying supplies finding money oh my god it's so much so much work to do because i already spent uh, all my savings on on, on this so now i'm crowned crowdfunding right. to help people yeah because i mean I, I don't know whether you had any experience in doing anything like this before but obviously you've had to learn very quickly how to source things how to pay for them how to get them delivered how to deliver them Oh yeah, I'm 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 just basically a media person. I was a journalist before that. I was a journalist, but I did all my media communication work that I could uh, to spread a word about this war. But after that, I found out that I'm not already useful. And uh, I mean, I was useful, but not as much as I wanted to. So. I started this. It was really, I mean, natural. I never planned that this to do this i never like i had nothing to do with medicine before this but now i know a lot already <laughs> <laughs> how much is how much need is there i mean honestly we we don't know i obviously when, when it comes to the what we see the images of what's going on around kiev we don't know how much need there is for medical supplies but clearly there is a big need so yeah there's a lot of people in ukraine and in kiev especially uh, a lot of people left, but still, it's two million people in Kiev uh, still being here. Um, at the same time, as I said, we are a peaceful country, we're a peaceful European country, like geographically middle of Europe, and mm-hmm. nobody was prepared for the war in twenty first century. So, like people, you know, like regular civilians, and they know nothing about how to give the first aid or something. Um, so it's a huge need, huge need. Moreover, all that um, help from uh, U.S. government, from AU, it's really, really great. But at the same time, it's really slow because of uh, because of you know government um, processes. Uh, you have to buy all that. You have to buy all that trucks with the supplies, and then all the supplies is traveling from one country to another all the trucks trucks are standing on the border for some times and etc but all our like people they need this place like right now while i'm talking with you right so so supplies I mean, it's, it's already it's already 16 days of war but we still 
need all that basic stuff. I mean, this is, and we're still waiting for all this uh, humanitarian help from other countries. And as you know, it's like two weeks ago, they already said that they will give us this humanitarian help, but like physically, where is it? I mean, all that money, it's really great to have that money, but you can't treat people with the money. You can't protect your country with the physical money. You have to buy something to protect. You have to buy something to, to, um, to, to, to treat and you have to deliver it to people. It right. takes some time, but we don't, need, don't have that time, unfortunately. Well, Les Ikamchuk, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me tonight. Thank you so much for, for this conversation.